accepted. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grace, Peace, and Balance podcast by Gabi Abdel Gadir. Today, I have an incredible leader, to say the least, uh, guests for you, and he will, he will impress you, and we will talk about a lot of leadership and their issues and their benefits. So my guest today is Alejandro Tornato, Jay Tornato, and he is the founder and CEO of Tornato Speaking Leadership and Coaching, LLC offering motivational speaking, leadership development, coaching, and personal growth and development training. Alejandro is a powerful and dynamic sought-after international speaker and coach certified through the Maxwell Leadership Organization. He is also one of the founding directors at Half the Edge with a mission to provide the most comprehensive coaching and training programs for business leaders and entrepreneurs. Alejandro's teachings and communication style immediately connect with individuals and groups from all backgrounds. He is the co-author of Create Terrific Teams and the host and producer of both the Alejandro Tornato Show and Have the Age podcasts. Alejandro is a top mentor on Wisdom, the world's largest mentoring audio platform, and most recently he became the executive contributor for Brains Magazine, where he writes articles covering personal development and leadership. I will be sharing his bio and all his social media links uh, here for all of you who want to get in touch with him, which I really encourage you get in touch with him and follow him in every uh, social media link. You will not regret it, trust me. Alejandro, welcome to my podcast. Well, thank you very much, Gavi. You know, uh... Thank you for the introduction and thank you for uh, your support and your encouragement. Uh, uh, it really it, it's, uh, it is, it is really valuable to me. Um, and, and I was looking so much forward, I mean, to this because um, in, in the times that we are living right now when, and uh, we have been living for, uh, for, for a number of years, um, I truly believe I mean, this is my own personal belief, and 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 I think that um, a lot of other people agree agree wholeheartedly with me that we are uh, traversing uh, uh, times of leaderlessness. <laughs> yes, yes. If that if that word exists, if not, I just made it up. But um, basically. <laughs> basically a, a, a lack a lack of great okay. and effective okay. uh, leadership, leadership. Yeah, our title, yeah our title today is where has leadership gone that yeah. is the title of our conversation but before I get to that I need to know more about Alejandro who is Alejandro before he became a leader well, I tell you, um, well, first of all, I mean, um, I'm not going to tell, I mean, I'm not going to spend hours and hours. No, but, just briefly, um, yeah. Uh, briefly, I mean, I was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina, okay. and um, I came, I was brought up in a very small family. I mean, I was the only child, so I received a lot of attention as a kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, which which is it, it can be good, but it can it can have adverse uh, consequences because then uh, you you as you grow up you tend to you tend to believe that 
everybody is going to give you their attention. And, uh, and then you can have a very rude awakening uh, as an adult. Yes. Uh, but um, uh, since I was a kid, I love the sciences. I love chemistry. I love math, physics. And so uh, for whatever reason, I wanted to become an engineer, a chemical engineer, because my, my love of chemistry and I wanted to uh, apply it. Uh, chemical concepts, I mean, to industry, to industrial uh, processes and applications. And so I became um, a chemical engineer. I went to the UK. Um, I had the opportunity, I mean, to go to the UK and spend a number of years there. I mean, learning English and mastering the language. And also I completed a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering. Oh, wow. And then and then I came to the States um, and, um, and I started working in engineering until I found really the one thing that really drives me. And that is um, helping other people to really reach high levels of a performance of um, to, to, to help people live to their potential. And I know that a lot of people heard that before many times, but you know, in the words of Les Brown uh, that says that we have greatness within us and, and, that, is, and, and that is true, yeah. but, but not many people live their lives in accordance with that greatness that they have. Yeah, and, and I think that one of the things that I want to do is I want to help people, especially people who are who reached a, 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 a level in their lives that they perhaps begin to coast and they begin to feel um, satisfied with their, uh, with their lot in life. And when you begin to coast, then what happens is that you begin to decline. I mean, when you're coasting, you are not staying the same. You are going down. Yeah. And I want, to, I want to prevent that from people. And I want to help them um, perhaps reignite their passion or find a completely new direction in their lives, a new passion that they can, that they can give the whole of themselves into that and then reignite their energy, their vitality, and, 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 and begin, in some cases, begin to live completely a new life. Mm -hmm. And, and from, from a leadership standpoint, uh, you know, I mean, I became a certified speaker, leadership coach, and, and facilitator with the Maxwell Leadership Organization. And then um, I love to work with um, emerging and aspiring leaders, uh, team leaders, in order to help them develop their teams um, to elevate the morale in the team, elevate the communication in the team, and by doing so, increasing the performance and the productivity. productivity. Yeah. You answered the question I had ready for you was one of those I had written down. So how can you help your team or your staff to be more effective and productive? 
that was one question I had ready for you, but I think you did answer. So how do you help like a company that is the CEO uh, or senior vice president and they have a lot of employees? How do you, what do you do to keep all the staff and the team motivated and uh, stay productive and happy in the environment? Well, in some cases, you see, uh, what happens is, in, in some cases, most of the reasons why companies suffer from uh, low morale and from a lack of motivation to, mm-hmm. uh, to perform at their best, to do their very, very best, is because there is a toxic culture. Mm-hmm. Tell uh, me there about is a it. Culture. And, and I tell you, Gabby, um, I know that you, you have experienced that and you know what I'm talking about when it comes to the issue of culture. You know, every or I mean, culture is not just you find a different culture. I mean, if you go to a different country, OK, that's that's one area where culture comes into play and is important. Um, but you can go to you can go to a family and you can find different families having different cultures. You can find culture within within a small group of people. Um, And as well, you 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 can have a culture in a business, you can have a culture in in a big and a huge organization. And who sets the culture in an organization, of course, is the top leadership that sets the culture, okay? The CEO of the company primarily is the person responsible for setting a particular culture in a company. And and there are companies that you walk in and you you can breathe the culture and the toxicity because people don't communicate with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a spirit of, um, I would say, negative competition. And I, I premise it that way because I am not against competition. I think that competition is healthy. Competition is healthy, but it has to be positive competition. Yep. But when you when you have negative competition, when you have that competition that the, a manager um, doesn't work with their team members because he or she is afraid that other people are going to be increasing more than they are, so they try to diminish other people, I mean, to keep them down because they are afraid that somebody else may come along, may be better than them, and eventually take their position away. And that's what I'm talking about, negative culture, um, a negative competition. Yeah. People are afraid, and, and uh, people don't communicate openly. Um, the people, there is a tremendous amount of gossip going throughout the different the different teams and the different groups within an organization as opposed to have open and vulnerable conversations and meetings 
Um, and, and that's what I'm saying. So sometimes you have to begin at the foundation in order to perhaps strengthen the building on top, you have to do some work at the foundation level. And, and that is perhaps looking at the culture and beginning to, beginning to talk to leadership about making uh, a change in the way that they treat uh, people. You know, I, I heard it I heard it from um, uh, Sir Richard Branson, the CEO of Virgin, uh, the, Vir the Virgin Empire, Virgin Atlantic and all the Virgin uh, businesses. And he said, do not treat your employees bad because your employees in any company is not is not the profits that make the company, is not the clients that make the company, is not the people, the third parties that work with the company that make a company great. What makes, what makes a company great and the assets of any company are the people working for the company. Exactly. That's, that's primarily. Yeah, that is it. So. The people. A company is the people. And then yeah. the thing is, I have worked in three different countries and so many corporate companies. Only one company I have been and I had a boss who was a senior partner who actually, after I joined the company, after two months, he called me in, had me sit down and told me how I feel how I feel so far working with the team and working with him and what I should do, what change I suggest and stuff like that. I was extremely impressed. That is true leadership for me. The problem is most of the management, they don't have time. They only check with the VP or the senior VP or the human resources manager. They don't know. And then they only believe what these people are telling them. Most of the time, they're not telling them the truth about certain employees, but they believe them because they're not asking everybody. Another way, I think, is like creating a survey, a confidential survey. It works fantastic. If it's confidential, they know their name is not going to show, then they can tell the truth. You know, that's yeah. one of the things. So yeah. what do you advise this up? upscale leaders, like I know you gave a few advices, but when it comes to the lower level employees, what do you advise the CEOs and the managing directors and the senior vice presidents? What do you advise them, Alejandro? Well, I tell you, I, I, I give them the same advice, believe it or not, I'll give them the same advice as I heard um, one of my mentors, actually John Maxwell, uh, tell us uh, in a conference, and it says, when you work, when you are in charge or in a position in a company, whether it be a senior level leadership position or even the CEO of a company, what I advise and I suggest very strongly is you know that some CEOs, 
they just stay pretty much all the time in their C-suite, okay? They're, I mean, they stay there and they, uh, they communicate to others via their uh, personal assistants or their secretaries and so forth. Um, but it says, but John Maxwell says, what I suggest in order to, in order for you to really uh, take the temperature of the organization is be present. Don't lock yourself in the office. Walk among the people. Go, go to go to people's offices. Uh, have have a, a, a one minute perhaps conversation. Um, be interested in how are things going? I mean, uh, is there anything that they want to tell me? I mean, just be open, be frank. Um, go, if it's a manufacturing company, go to the manufacturing floor and mingle and talk to people in the manufacturing floor. Let them know that you are a leader who is present, not a leader who is absent. Hiding, hiding in the office. Hiding, uh -huh. that's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, uh, you cannot imagine, Gabby, the difference that that because that for a leader what it does is something magical and remarkable it builds trust and rapport with people and when you begin to build trust it follows that people are going they're going to be more likely to follow you because they trust you, because they can see you, because they can talk to you, because you have an open door policy. I mean, exactly. you, you just you right. just nailed it. Yeah. Open door policy should be available to every corporate company because people should be able to go and talk about their feeling about how they've been treated and they have to be listened to, not just hear from one ear and out, listen to so you nailed it okay go ahead sorry no and, that, and that's 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 one of the things that is is primary is is just um you know be um uh, be in be in the trenches with the people you see um how how would imagine this for a moment i'm just going to give you a hypothetical illustration okay how how would how would um, how would soldiers uh, feel if they are in a field um, if if they are um, being attacked or or or, or they're trying to take a position um, and instead of their superior instead of their um, uh, 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 captain or, yeah. or whatever it is, instead of that person being with them and being supporting them and, 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 and getting dirty with them, if they are in, in their um, very cozy area uh, out of danger and only communicating to the people in the front line via a walkie-talkie. I mean, how... I mean, those people, they're going to lose morale. But yeah. if they see that their captain Neither, is yeah. with them and it's, 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 it's engaged, it's invested in, in, in the action, 
then those soldiers, they are going to uh, be willing to give their life for, for, for a mission. But because they know that they have the support. And, 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 and so that is, that is the, an incredible lesson in leadership is when, when you are invested in your group, in your organization, in your team, and not only invested, but you show, you display that you are invested, yeah, then yeah. people are going to respond so much more different than yeah. if you are somewhere else. Exactly. And when they feel that you care, you're actually going, like you said, if it's a factory, for example, he walks down and he says, hello, how are you feeling? What do you think? What are you doing? Like, just like a one minute, two minute sentence. Yeah. The employees would feel that they can talk to the CEO or whoever the leader is and they, they, they would love the job, they would do a better job, and they will not be afraid to ask any questions. So that is what leadership. So there is another thing that um, I want to ask you. I have also seen, I have seen so many different kinds of leaders in my lifetime. So there are leaders, according to our question today, where has the leadership gone? There are leaders who play favoritism in their employees. I think you may have heard of that. I bet you may have heard that from a lot of people. They don't, they don't see who is productive, who is producing or not. They like that particular person and that is all they care about and the rest of the people, they don't matter. How bad do you think it is? For me, it is really bad. It, that is not leadership for me, but I know that you're going to have your own opinion on this one. What do you say to leaders who play favoritism in, in, in amongst their employees? Well, that that is that is an awesome question, Gabby. Thank you. That that is an that I mean that is a great question because before I answer that question, let me give you this example. Okay. Uh, what what would some children, I mean, let's say that um, um, I, am, I am the father of four kids, okay? Two boys and two girls, okay? Okay. Well, let's say that I have a favorite, whoever is, I mean, I, the, because that, that, that kid, that child responds always kindly because that child always obeys because that child is easy to, 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 to deal with and so forth. So that's your favorite. And the other three, okay, well, I mean, they're just, they're here, okay, because they were born, but, but they're pretty much a nuisance. And, and I let them know that they are a nuisance. What do you think that they are going to feel? What, what, is, that, what is that going to cause between the one that is loved and recognized and the other three that are pushed to the side. Is that going to cause some kind of um, friction among them? Uh, is that kind of a, uh, yes, I mean, that's going to cause a tremendous amount, yes, yeah. a tremendous amount of negativity, a tremendous amount of a fighting among them because one thinks, hey, I am the greatest and the other ones are going to feel, my goodness, I am 
I am good for nothing. I mean, I just, I don't have value. My dad doesn't value me. He doesn't care about me and so forth. So that is one example. Now, yeah, one example, having said that, I I have gone through that. I only have one brother who is almost six years older than me. And he was my mom's, my parents were divorced when I was five and a half. So we grew up with my mom. My brother was the favorite. I was always left out. And my brother always used to tell my mom, oh, she's a tomboy. She's just into soccer and music. She's going to be useless. I'm telling you, she used to believe him. And I always felt left out, felt unloved. And I don't know why I'm getting emotional right now, but you just nailed it. Yeah. It is bad. But to my brother, I remember when I was nine years old, he told me, oh, this is, he, he gave me a book. He goes, this is a stupid book like you. And I told him, you will see me when I grow up. I will show you who is going to be stupid. And I turned out fine. Yeah. But I have gone through that. So that was a great example. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, and yes. And that is something that um, uh, even, even for all of them, because the child that was the favorite is going to grow up with such an elevated ego that, that, I mean, he's just nobody, nobody would want to spend two seconds with that person <laughs> because that person is just going to be, it's all, yeah, because it's, it's going to be first me, second me, third me, fourth me, everything is me. Yeah. Forget about everybody else. Everything yeah. is, is, is I am. Yeah. And what about the other three? The other three are going to grow up in a world where they think that, nothing good is going to happen to them. I mean, that that um, unless something happens, they're going to grow with such a low self-esteem, Esteem, yeah. um, uh, such a, 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 low, a, a low vision of themselves. I mean, uh, uh, I am really, I don't have any value. I mean, and how sad it is, and I'm sure that you've seen people, and I have uh, mm-hmm. truly, I've seen people who live their lives and and they don't consider themselves of having any value whatsoever. And and that then when we translate this illustration into a business, business. and you have a manager or you have a leader who has in a team a favorite or a couple of favorite people because they perform and they are productive and, 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 and they're quick on doing projects or doing their part in the project and so forth. And you give all your attention to those individuals and then you leave the other rest of the team there, then what happens? Well, what happens is this. John Maxwell says again, one is too small a number to achieve greatness. So if you have a team, do you think that only one person in a team can pull the team to greatness and significance and success? And the answer is no. That's why we need to work as a group. That's why we need to work in a team dynamics. So what a leader ought to do, a leader, let me say, let me say this way, a leader as a leader 
has to know and has to be very much aware that there may be um, exceptional individuals in a team. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with having star players in a team. Nothing wrong with star players. But what a leader should do is he should not let those star players just being by themselves away from the rest of the team. No, the, the, the leader should bring the stars to play together with the rest of the team. Exactly. And so, and so what you need to do is perhaps you need to, as a leader, you need to start mentoring or coaching other members of the team yeah. and bring the others to a higher level, not to diminish them, not to demean them, but to begin elevating them. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody can play with the stars. Now, nothing wrong with being the star, but remember that uh, it's like, I mean, in soccer, you got 11 players. If you got only one star player and the other 10 uh, are not, uh, they're not going to win a championship. No, one absolutely. player cannot win a championship is the, 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 the harmony of the whole team playing together that can win championships. Absolutely. And one of the other thing is what I believe, and I know you will agree with me on this one, is a corporation should also hire a leadership and personal development teacher at least every quarter for the whole company, not only for the senior people, but for the whole company. Yeah. Even if they have to separate them into groups, but they have to bring in a leader. That helps a lot, which some companies do a lot of don't, don't care. But I think this is one of the things that yeah. I believe. What do you think? Um, I, I truly agree with you 100%. Uh, and I think that they are uh, they are assessments, and like you mentioned I mean, before, uh, having a confidential survey. Survey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, you can you can you can work with a team with a whole team, and and in my opinion, um, it is good to have the leader of that team in some sessions being present. Okay, so we can all discuss things. But in some other sessions, it is better to have only the team members without the leader. And, and that conversation with the, between the coach, you see the, 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 the leadership coach and those team members has, is confidential. So you can talk about anything um, that you think that uh, the, the leader is doing good, that the leader is lacking. Um, what do you think are the, um, uh, the dynamics within members of the team? How is the team functioning? So everybody should have the complete liberty and freedom to express their own views yeah. because that conversation is confidential and is not going to be shared with anybody else in the company. I think that when you can perform those kinds of, um, I would say, 360 degrees assessments with, 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 uh, with uh, uh, team players, um, uh, you can get 
a lot of information and you can assess uh, the, 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 the overall situation better and with more clarity. Exactly. So another question that I have for you, I think before we run out of time, but um, so in every corporation or every company, there is a review that's given about this stuff, right? So your supervisor, your manager, whatever the CEO would give you a review. You have done this, you have done that. Why at, at one point I remember I asked, why is it I cannot give a review about my bosses? <laughs> and then, oh, that's not allowed here. Why is it not allowed? Like, let's say uh, there are these four employees, they don't, their manager has been treating them horribly, right? Mm-hmm. This is just an example, has been treating them horribly. Why are not these four employees not allowed to write a review about their manager? Otherwise, how is the CEO or SVP or VP or managing director would know about how this person is treating the four employees? What is your opinion on that? Well, my, my opinion is that in, in a corporation that, uh, that is completely open and completely um, uh, where, where communication is, is key, um, um, I truly believe that um, in, in, uh, in, in, in such, in, in a, in such a, a corporation, in such an, an organization, uh, there should be a two-way review. Exactly. Um, that is uh, it. Be, Thank you. Yes. I mean, I mean, it should be a two-way review because um, not only uh, not only employees need to get feedback on on how they are doing, um, but I think that managers and even um, uh, higher executives um, they should they should. Um, um, now, I mean, you can say <laughs> what happens, I mean, when the board of directors meet, uh, if, if the company, if the CEO is not doing very well, then uh, they, they just fire, I mean, the CEO and they put somebody else in its place or in her place. Um, uh, that, I mean, that's okay. But, but I truly believe that in some cases, not in all cases, but in some cases, before you get to that point, before you get to that point, before you, before you get to the to the point of firing someone, I think that there could have been space where you could have um, a meeting and feedback from from the board of directors and from people higher up in the organization. Um, with 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 uh, not with responsibility and with with uh, with the ability to take action and to say okay l- let's have a meeting and let's go over um, the performance for uh, last year or for the last quarter or for whatever it may be and let's begin to say how do you think that you have performed and what are our views on your performance what do you think let's have a conversation and and let's as 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 good and decent people and executives and leaders let's agree to disagree 
Okay, let's agree, but let's just share uh, our opinions and say, because from, from our perspective, um, the company has not been doing this. And the morale of, of, of the workforce is not very good. And the culture tends to be a little bit um, toxic. And, and this is not working. And what do you think about that? And, what, and so let's talk and let, let's, let's give some time in order perhaps to fix some of the problems. But if those problems persist and nothing happens, then um, a stronger action needs to be taken. But at least, I mean, give someone the ability to have a conversation and to say, hey, uh, let's see what, what is going on. What, what, why, why are we in the conditions that we are? What can we do to reverse that or to improve that? Just give the person uh, some time to see, I mean, if if, if, if they get that level of awareness. And I tell you some, uh, something, Gabby, uh, I think that when you get to that position, I think that you should already be uh, aware of what, uh, of, of what is happening and what is not happening. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, yeah. yeah, but you should, the, the other thing, the other thing that, the other thing that in, in, in everything, I mean, whether it is between employees, between team members, between team members and their leaders, between leaders among themselves, there's, there should be from the top right through to the bottom of the organization, there has to be something that, in my opinion, um, I think is key to, to a successful running of an, of, 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 of an organization and is accountability, accountability. Yeah. Everybody needs to be accountable. Yeah. Employees need to be accountable to one another, uh, employees to managers, um, uh, leaders to other leaders, everybody, even the CEO to everybody else, they there has to be a high level of accountability because then you can say, I hold you accountable for what you're saying or for what you want, want to do. I mean, if there's no accountability, everybody can do whatever they want and there are no consequences yeah, uh, absolutely. For, for results. Yeah. Absolutely. And then like, in my opinion, everybody is a leader, yeah. but oh. they have to be given a chance to show their leadership. Yeah. A lot of employees, they never get the chance to show their leadership because they're oppressed by the person right above them. So the person above them and above them doesn't have to know what leadership like this person has. So everybody should be given an opportunity. And I think all companies should encourage their employees also to read personal development books and leadership books. And they should also bring in like at least a quarter, once a quarter, they should hire a leader who comes and speaks and teaches. Because we tell we humans, we live, takes us everywhere and we forget. We sometimes need somebody to just remind us to ground down and remember who we are and what we're here to do. So I think oh. that is uh, my advice. So yeah, so. 
Oh, I mean, oh, that I, I could not agree more with that. I think that um, I am all for personal development, personal growth. I think that, um, and, and you said it very rightly, everybody is a leader. Yeah. Whether you are leading somebody else or a group, or you are just leading one person, and that is you, you. Yeah. Uh, uh, even self-leadership, everybody is a leader um and and we have to uh, and we have to bear that in mind because the better leader you are to yourself so, the better leader you are going to be to somebody else somebody else absolutely oh my goodness i could talk to you like for a whole day you know that right <laughs> that was incredible that i know john maxwell was of one of your mentors who else did you have as a mentor? Well, um, Mark Cole, who is the the um, the uh, the CEO of the Maxwell Enterprises, okay. uh, then um, the person who started actually the John Maxwell team, um, Paul Martinelli. I mean, an incredible entrepreneur, an incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a great story um growing up and uh, and 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 becoming who who he is right now an excellent business person um and um uh, I, I i can tell you i mean uh, even even people who i never met they have mentored me through their books um oh, yeah, and amazing. and um, and i tell you um uh, brian tracy you see uh, gabby great minds think, think alike, alike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah another person that i know may all day rest in peace uh, another person that i like also is dr wayne dyer i don't know oh, if you read dr wayne dyer i think that i watch well i i read not all of his books, but I read a fair amount of, of Dr. Wayne book. Dyer's books. books yeah. And I also, I think that I watched all uh, all of his, uh, his PBS uh, uh, specials uh, yeah. on, 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 on television. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 he was uh, truly, I mean, he was um, a great thinker. Um, I would say a great philosopher. I mean, uh, uh, and and he was into um, making making a, a difference in people's lives. I mean, from from an emotional and a spiritual, spiritual. standpoint. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, every time, like I feel a little bit like down. You know, we're humans. Sometimes we feel this low energy. Yeah. So it is Doctor Wayne Dyer for me. Yes. Anytime I need an uplift, it is Zig Ziglar or Brian Tracy for me. Yeah. Or um, who is the other one, Gabby? <laughs> well, Les Brown is there. Les Brown. Somebody... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Les Brown. Definitely. And of course, and... I mean, you have a uh, Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tony uh, Robbins. My very. Yeah. Uh, uh, Robin Sharma. You have Robin Brendan Bouchard. And uh, so a, a bunch of, of people who are in the. Uh, human uh, growth and human potential uh, yeah. area. Um, great, great individuals. I mean, um, reading their books and uh, reading their articles and 
and and and their and their videos. Their videos. They have all yes, they have all inspired me tremendously. I know, I know. Tony Robbins, I think it was God knows, 20, 20 something years ago, he had this program called The Edge. It was like a whole box of DVDs and book huh? and books. That was my very first program that I purchased at a personal development that was Tony Robbins at the beginning. And I recently did a training with him in Dean Graziosi. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, there, there are a lot of them. So th there are, even when I'm cooking, I always have a tablet in the kitchen. Somebody is talking while I'm cooking. It could be Dr. Wendar. It could be uh, Zig Ziglar. It could be Brian Tracy. It could be any of them. Uh, so that you, is you, how I make time, you know, in my you, car, you, I have everybody. Yeah. I have oh, Tintan yeah. Grorich from Napoleon Hill, Earl Nightingale's The, the Strangest Secret. I have, I don't know if you know of Abraham Hicks. I have Abraham Hicks. I have Tony Robbins. Oh, and, and, we haven't, and, and we haven't mentioned someone that, that, that you and I uh, know uh, and have followed uh, who just recently passed, uh, Bob Proctor. Oh, yes, my mentor. My God. Yeah, yeah. my very yeah. first mentor. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Yes, uh, he was. Uh, he also changed my mindset. This guy is about mindset while John Maxwell is about leadership, right? Yeah. So Bob Proctor has changed me so much mm. as a person, as Gabby. It's not even fun. And he wrote the, the foreword for my first book, too. Yeah. I have been to his house many times. Yeah, he's he was he has think and grow rich, Alejandro, very old. It is torn, he tapes it. And then one day I said to him, Bob, why don't you just buy a new one? He goes <laughs> to me, No, this is the book that made me who I am today. I yeah. am not going, I don't need the new ones that people rewrote or did the something. It is torn. He was very yeah. sitting the plane with him everywhere. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Think and Grow Rich, I was introduced through him and uh, mm. yeah, he, he just changed my mindset like um, the, um, I used to be like, oh, but he, I knew her from her childhood, I have to be listen to her on the phone. I, and then he told us that we need to get rid of negativity, it doesn't matter who, even if it's a family member, mm. if they're putting us in a negative energy. As soon as I left that six day seminar, I came home, I remember I put a list of names that I want out of my life. <laughs> Honestly, like, and then uh, there is a spiritual lesson that I learned how to remove someone from your life without hate, without, you don't hate, you don't wish anybody bad, but no. you can just talk to that person's spirit and say, X, I love you. I wish you all uh, the best, but I want you as far away from my life mm. as possible as you don't serve me in this lifetime. So I learned that from him, put the list, a dozen people I got out of my list. And within a month, they stopped calling me. Unbelievable. My life had been so peaceful since. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's, I mean, we, we really don't read, we don't have a full realization of um, how some, I, I, I call them um, um, uh, energy vampires. Yes. Because, I mean, oh. they, they do not give you energy. They drain, they suck, they ener suck, they suck the energy that you have. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, they're, they're sucking vampires. And, and it's amazing that some, some people, I mean, they leave such 
I would say miserable lives because they, they have not really taken action in removing negative people and negative influences from their lives. And, and you know that once you do that, as you explained, you begin to, uh, you begin to live a completely new life. I mean, yeah. uh, something that you have never experienced before. And why is because those people, they keep you, they don't want, they don't want to grow, but that's not it. They do not allow anybody else to, to grow. grow yes that's right Trust and, me. and that uh, yes i mean they, they, they're they're very very negative to have so yeah. yeah so i learned from him it is okay even if it was my childhood friend if it was like my second cousin if it was anybody <laughs> it is okay to let go of people who drain your energy so i learned that from him and a lot more i have to say so thank you oh my god okay so it was such a pleasure having you. I could talk to you all day, as you know, but what is your last word on leadership advice to all the leaders out there? Well, I can, I can tell you one thing that um, even, though, even though we may think uh, and we can see that um, we are living in very uncertain and very uh, tumultuous and very turbulent kinds of times. Times, yeah. Um, uh, where uh, leadership uh, is nowhere to be found and, and is maybe hiding in a corner somewhere. <laughs> but um, but, uh, but, yeah. but there, there is one thing that I would strongly encourage myself and I encourage other people to do the same and is even in times of very bad crisis, there is one thing that we should never, ever, ever lose, and is hope, is hope. Because even though things can get bad, but there is good and there is light at the, the end, end of the of tunnel. The tunnel. Oh. And, and, yeah. and, and, and the best, always, the best is yet to come. Yes. And and we don't have to lose. I mean, we don't have to lose hope. We don't have to weaken in our desire to keep making a difference, because I think there is one thing that is very important, Gabby, and I don't have to tell you this because you already know it. It is not the individual that can make a difference, even though we can make a difference and we do make a difference. But we can make an even greater and powerful difference when we act collectively. Collectively. Not as, not as individuals, but collectively. So let's keep uh, our hope up. Let's keep our spirits up. Let's keep our determination to make a difference up. And we are going to see in due time that things will definitely get better. Better, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask you three personal questions that I ask all my guests. If you had, if you want to visit three countries before you die, what countries would they be before you die? Three countries that you haven't visited, but you would love to visit before you die. What countries would they be? Okay, the first one is Greece. I, I would love to go to Greece. Uh, the second uh, would be um, Germany. 
uh, I have I've been in Europe, but I never been in Germany. And uh, the, uh, the 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 third one uh, would be a place, and and, and I can the, the the name of a of a country doesn't come, but in in Southeast Asia, uh, a country in Southeast Asia. Um, Taiwan, I oh, know it's not Southeast, is it? Okay. Um. And and if not. Uh, another place uh, in and in, uh, uh, in the in the, um, that that I would love, I mean, to visit that I haven't was um, um, well, not a country, but um, hmm. you see, I've been to I've been to countries in 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 Europe, um, and. Um, It's okay. You gave me two, so we're good. Yeah, if you remember it, tell me. So if there is one dream that you would love to fulfill that you haven't fulfilled yet before you die, what would it be? One dream. A dream? Yeah. Uh, one that you haven't fulfilled yet, but you would love to before you die. I'll give you an example. What mine to be, is. Uh -huh, yes, okay. to be, I, I can tell you. Uh, a dream that I haven't fulfilled is um, to uh, to to speak on stage to thousands of people, to motivate, to be uh, to be on stage performing and giving giving a motivational talk to thousands of people. That you have would done be that already. You have done that already. Um, well, not not to not to not thousands of people. Okay, okay. Yes, okay. yes, that's right. So 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 that would be and 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 that dream it would not have to be in the U.S. I mean, it has to be international, outs international. outside of the U.S. Okay, maybe you can come to Canada. That's international for you, my that, friend. Of course, exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because that's a tough question for a lot of people that I ask. Mine is very simple. I want to be an accomplished, I love a great pianist makes me cry. So I love to be an accomplished pianist before I die. Mm. I know like, like a good pianist. I used to attend all these expensive concerts, especially when I was in the Middle East, the pianists, my God, I love piano and I haven't had the time to really be good at it, but I would love to be an accomplished pianist before I die. So that is, I think it's not a very difficult. I just need time which is not right now uh, we're so busy but yeah when I retire that's what I'm gonna do going full in school and do that makes mm. me so happy it's it's not a bad it's not a very difficult dream I think no I mean it's it's, it's a challenging dream is it? Um, I think I think I think that I think that dreams um, they have to have a, a degree of challenge in mm -hmm. them because that encourages you to actually go and pursue them and, and yeah. to actually do them. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. So those are very great answers. Thank you so much. And I would love us to come back another day and discuss leadership and the young generation. That's, that's, that's another great topic because... Yeah. Um, uh, we we talked about uh, the, the, a lot of things. I mean, a lot mostly, of yeah. a lot of dynamics in leadership. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, another aspect of leadership is uh, 
leadership in the young generation because the young people today definitely are going to be right now the leaders but they're going to be the adult leaders of tomorrow yes and and if if they if they are going to get their clues on what leadership is for what is going on in the world they're definitely getting the wrong impression so yeah. i think that we need we need to have a discussion about um, and that discussion, when we talked about leadership with the young generation, then we need to get perhaps a little bit more in depth with what are the qualities of great leaders, leaders and yeah. great leadership, because exactly. I think that that is that is crucial. That is yeah, that is yeah. very important. Yeah, especially that they don't learn these things in school. Right. We never learned any of that in school. So that That's is right. that. Oh my God, that was like incredible. Thank you so much for being in my podcast. And we're going to have round two, uh, which is going to be leadership in the young generation. Thank you so much, everybody. So be a great leader for all of you in corporations or companies and businesses. Be great leaders. Treat your employees equally. Do not play favoritism. Do not discriminate against employees. Hire a leadership coach, a personal development coach, to your company and then have every employee attend, not only senior management, but every employee attend. Encourage your teams to read leadership books and uh, they watch maybe leadership DVDs and stuff like that. Be good and God knows great leadership is much needed. This is episode 99, the Grace, Peace and Balance podcast by Gabi Abdel Qadir, wishing you grace, peace, and balance. Blessings. Thank you, Gabi.